You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. What's up, 26er family? Welcome to the December 26er podcast. I am your host, Delisha. So listen, we've been doing these check-ins with former guests and folks have been asking, so when are you and DeMarcus checking in? Now, I feel like we've been checking in the entire uh, quarantine or flash pandemic, but I guess folks wanted to hear from us again. So here we are. DeMarcus is joining me. What's up? Ta-da! <laughs> What's going on, sis? So this is uh, a momentous occasion. It is a holiday weekend. It is. And we are not working this weekend. Say what? We are both um, boarding separate flights to separate destinations uh, and getting some time away from the daily grind, uh, all of our responsibilities, um, and headed for some warm weather for sure i need some warm weather i need some barbecue i need some sunlight not too much sunlight you know what i'm saying but i need some sunlight exactly we won't say where we're going because black people don't let people track their movements like that so <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? i got a, a few open warrants in a few states so i don't want them waiting for me okay <laughs> so yeah we're not saying where but we are traveling uh separately just so happen to be leaving on the same day so but i'm, I'm excited to have a weekend off from interviewing and recording even though we had to rush and do this one because that's the way life shakes out sometimes right if i could remix the song real quick that's the way life goes <laughs> it happens so checking in how are you man i'm doing all right um still a million things we need to take care of still a, a bunch of things you know on the plate um, but it's good to be going into a weekend where, you know, for at least two, three days, you don't have anything to worry about or to work on. Um, but, you know, I'm not thinking, I think I'm, I'm realizing more and more, you know, you know, you already have life lessons, right? But certain situations reiterate them. It's like, hey, I'm going to live in the present. I'm not going to live in the past. I'm not going to dwell on the future. I'm going to enjoy the present and the present is going to be me soaking in sun and, you know, possibly eating some late quarter dinners. Yeah, you know, I um this is the longest I've gone without traveling probably since college maybe. Um because everyone knows that I, I consider travel and leaving the country a form of self-care. And and part of that is because my work is stressful, my life is stressful. Um and for me to unplug, I uh need to really just be completely separate from my actual life, like grab a passport and go. I'm I'm not, I will say I'm not traveling internationally right now. Um, it's, these are domestic trips, but interestingly, before the pandemic, you know, I didn't travel the year before either because of HOSA. That's right. So all of my downtime was spent as not downtime, but actually investing into the org and getting that off the ground. Literally blew through all vacation time doing that as opposed to, and also investing my, you know, my own resources. So I, you know, I, I kind of went into 2019 being like, oh, I'm not going to travel this year, but I have a lifetime of travel that I've done and a lifetime of travel to go. What's one year? Not knowing that we wouldn't get to travel um, <laughs> the next year after that. Uh, so I was not one of those people hopping on $20 flights during the height of the pandemic. So it it feels a little weird actually to be headed to the airport. I felt really out of practice in terms of packing efficiently and, and quickly like I normally do, but I'm excited to just be getting away from the, like the monotony of the day to day, but also believe, believe it or not, 
a little anxious about getting away from my normal routine. Yeah, it is kind of weird, especially um, if you haven't, because we've been doing the same thing for so long. I can't even tell you the last time I left state. Mm-hmm. Forget international vacation. I can't tell you the last time I left state. It might have been three years ago. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I drove to Myrtle Beach a couple of months ago. But... Yeah, so it, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about um, like some of the trauma that we've experienced and I've found for me that what has helped because people keep asking, like, how are you even still sane? And I think I've found comfort in being in a controlled environment. I controlled most of the factors and kind of having the routine like and it took me a while to find the routine. But having it has been really helpful for me, like getting up around the same time every morning, having other than rest days, like if it's not the gym, getting on the bike, making sure if nothing else, I get a few miles in on the bike, eating a healthy, healthy meal, work, recording the show, still have done features on other people's shows, but like going to Target and maybe the grocery store. So that regimen with being able to control all the levers have hel- has helped me to manage the grieving process and just everything. Like, cause I've been reflecting on my life in a lot of different ways during this pandemic. So for me, while it's exciting to be traveling, there is a part of me that's like, oh, what's going to happen? Like putting yourself in this environment with like a bunch of different people at the airport, you know, all of that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that is kind of wild because you know, when you think about it, you know, we were following the rules for real, not for fake. So it'll be the first time being in places with large groups of people going around like I literally have been around you mom and a bunch of contractors for the most part last 13 14 right and the most stressful part literally literally was dealing with contractors and not knowing where they've been you know when they're not here you know i kind of feel like you know it might now that you explain it like that it could be like some social anxiety like when somebody first get out of lockup like but you're looking at me fool (laughs) they all standing so close to me right and you know i because literally i go to the same i think the entire pandemic for the most part i've been to the same handful of places, Target, the grocery store, Lowe's slash Home Depot. And I've been home goods a couple of times, of course. Um, but that's it. I haven't, I, you know, so I went out on Monday, on Sunday to pick up things for the trip because also, uh, like many people, I can't fit any of my warm weather clothes from last year. Yeah. So, so it was a ton of people out shopping and that I definitely like had reached my limit. I was like, I can't, it's too, it's too crowded. I can't deal with the noise. Like it's like sensory overload all of a sudden. So in a few hours, we'll, we'll see how that, that goes. But like, how has, how has it been for you going through this process and being an entrepreneur who was affected by the actual shutdown? Oh, it's been crazy. Um, because I felt like, um, you know, before the actual shutdown, I probably said this before in the podcast, but I was probably in a really good rhythm mm-hmm. and there were a lot of things lined up that got brought to a halt. And um, you would, you know, I even said, you know, it's time to work on things, get things in order. But again, dealing with pressures, everything that's happened over the last couple of months, it kind of, uh, you know, threw me off a little bit. I had to jump back and get back in a rhythm as far as being creative. Um, right. But, you know, these past, I'd say this past month or two, I've learned a few different things. Um I'm working on some projects, got some good projects coming up, kind of bouncing back and finding my 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 own little rhythm and adjusting and, and figuring out what business looks like in, you know, 2021 with these new rules and circumstances and conditions. Yeah. And I mean, I've been thinking about 
not just in business, but in general, what does life look like beyond this? Because I have zero intention of going back to the pace that I was moving at before. I think the the slowdown, while it's, in some ways it's been difficult and yeah, there were a lot of irons in the fire that just got put to a halt. Um, and, and while this, like for a lot of people, this pandemic has not been calm at all. It, it hasn't been calm professionally. I, you know, I started a new professional chapter, incredibly busy in my career. Um, and it hasn't been calm personally. If people listen to the show regularly, they know that. Like just between the anxiety of COVID and and we all know somebody whose family was impacted by COVID. We all know people who were lost to COVID we, that we know personally. Um, and then suffering back to back traumatic losses as well. You know, for me, I just like I don't even feel like I think to the outside world, I probably appear to be the same person because we've been moving. Right. We've continued the show. We haven't missed a week. Um, and I have recorded for other people's shows, some that are not even out yet. Uh, that's happening. So lots of exciting things. I think on the surface, people um, probably feel like, oh, she's the same person. But I do, I do not feel like the same person that I was in February 2020. Like, it, it's very different. Uh, oh, no, it's, it's, it's very different. You know, think, I think um, one of the things that COVID showed me is you know, what we were kind of talking about um, uh, with the extraordinary occurrences episode with mom is kind of like we were raised and trained to just keep going, keep grinding, keep mashing. And that's not sustainable, right? Um, I realized like one of the things that I thought about is like so many people have moved during COVID, right? All these good friends I have are now all over the country, right? And I started thinking back like before COVID, I really wasn't, you know me, I'm always working on something. I really wasn't spending time like and enjoying time with people, enjoying experiences. And it's not, you know, not to talk like I'm an old man, but things are a little bit different now. Jobs is your friends could be here today and go on tomorrow. Not in the sense that they're deceased, but they live in San Diego now. They live in like Minneapolis now or they're moving on in the next phase of their life. They're engaged or whatever they are. Or if they're married already, they're having a child, they're having twins, they're having something. And it's not the same dynamic as it once was. And you don't get to um, fellowship and enjoy each other like you once. And I think before the pandemic and everything that went on, I passed up on a lot of social things because I got to grind, I got to work. And I'm looking back on it now, like, not that I regret anything, but like, you know, the latter part of my 20s, past eight, nine years I've been up here, it's just been a hot. Everything is always like a hustle. And for what? Now, granted, I have developed some skills, have worked on a bunch of great things, but still you have to take some time to yourself enjoy yourself and be able to, you know, recharge. Because if you don't, as you know, it could be a point where you just break down and come things come to like a grind and hope. Yeah. And I mean, that was for we were forced into that to an extent, given this just unprecedented. I feel like every the news, everyone uses that term unprecedented now, but this unprecedented time that we're living in. Um, So that was the first thing, just being forced to be in the house. And then, you know, this the stress of the last six months, um, now a little more than six months, uh, really just put me down. Like it was just, and, and it really got to the point where um, I could only do what I could do. There's certain things that you have to do, right? Like you got to keep your lights on, so you need to work right. and those kinds of things. But like, I think also I've had an awakening in this time and it was, it, it was born out of really extreme trauma and grief. But the beauty of it is that, you know, I believe everything in your life nudges you to where you're supposed to be. 
is that it really um, helped me to set better boundaries, say no a lot more. Speak on it. And do things on my time as opposed to when people want me to do them (laughs) because I just physically, mentally could not. So I actually had an experience. um, You know, I get calls every week. Somebody is calling me saying this person needs legal advice. Can you help them? This person, can you take a look at their their document or whatever? And a lot of this stuff pre-COVID, I used to just do, you know, homegirl connection. Okay, yes, I I read and negotiate contracts all week. Do I want to look at a contract on a Saturday morning? No. Uh, and if I am looking at one, it's one I'm sh- I should be paid to be looking at. But you try to help people out. Right. Um, and I've gotten those requests my entire career and people always want an immediate answer. And they don't have respect for the fact that when you do this all day, every day, you don't want to answer legal questions on a Friday night. Right. right. Um, but I used to do it because when when you are one of a handful of lawyers in your community that people know or the only lawyer that they know, you feel some sort of obligation. Right. But in the last few months. I've been telling a lot of people, I just can't. Like, I'm unavailable. I can refer you to somebody. And and people don't get it. It's like, I don't come to your house and ask you to hook me up to an IV. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just popping up like, yo, can you take my temperature real quick? (laughs) Can you, you know, I need a home health aid. You think you can roll through? (laughs) Or whatever, like, and I'm joking. I ain't no shots at nobody, but I don't think people realize, like, when you do something for a living and you deal with it, it, there's no real quick. It's actually using my brain to kind of think of a solution. And and at times I feel like, especially if you're dealing a lot about a week, you don't always have the patience nor the, the ability to sit down and concentrate to do it. And it's one thing to concentrate something you require to do that's something that you're getting paid for. It's another thing to try to do something to your point that you're not feeling. Like, I just don't feel like I have the bandwidth for it. It's very hard. I'm realizing now I used to be able to power through. It's very hard for me to be involved and do anything I don't want to do right now. Seriously. So I'm I'm unabashed about, like, just saying, no, like, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm unavailable. Or here's, here's three points to get you searching in the right direction for what you need. Research X, Y, and Z, because Google is not a replacement for an attorney, but there's a lot of information on the internet that can give you a general idea. Um, so I've been telling a lot of people no, or in, in exchange, I've been saying, yeah, I can help you, but I'm not even available for a phone call for six days. So because my schedule is set, you know, and that schedule includes downtime. That includes time to decompress. I realize I've been living in this neighborhood now for almost a year. I just discovered a lake in an observatory that's like a five minute walk from my own house. <laughs> How is that? And and this is not the first time I have left neighborhoods that I've lived in for years. And as I'm moving out, I'm like, I never knew that was there. I never knew that coffee shop was around the corner because right. I've all my entire adult life. I've been on go and I've often been on go and like I sleep at my house. <laughs> You know, I get dressed there. I do laundry there. But like living this life where you're just all over the place. I can't do that anymore. Practically like a hostel. Exactly. Just there, sleep, wash, eat. We out. And you you realize, like you said, that, you know, you're not even if there's stuff that is there that you've been meaning to get to that you never got around to. I ain't going to say no names, but we lived in a neighborhood. You live way, way before me. I lived in the neighborhood in a neighboring neighborhood for eight, nine years. Never went to the pool there. Two mm-hmm. different pools. It was one up the block from that from the uh from my house. It mm-hmm. was an indoor pool that was open to the neighborhood. It's another big one, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. In the east or whatever. Said for years. 
I'm going to go to that pool. I'm going to never did it. Right. Always jumping on a bus for an event. Always going, working. I was always volunteering for something. Always working on a project and never fully taking in and embracing the things around you. You're looking back like, man, I never got to do important things in my own area and experience where I live because I'm always ripping and running. And I'm not doing, I'm not taking that into, as the world opens up, I'm not taking those things into 2021 and beyond where I don't get to enjoy certain things around me. Right. And I also too, you know, and I brought this up to you um, before and I offer this to our listeners, particularly our, our listeners who are either entrepreneurs or, or who have monetized their giftings. There's a cost to doing things for people for the low. So a, a lot of our, you know, overwhelm is often because we've done somebody a favor and then you're not getting the resources in return that really enrich you in any way. And I'll get you ahead. Actually, in the grand scheme, a lot of times when you do things for the low for people, it ends up costing you money. It does. And this is, you know, I have this conversation with you often where I'm like, break down the number of hours. Now look at that flat fee that they're asking for. What are you working for per hour? And is it worth it? Listen, man, a lot of y'all got to pay me by the hour. Yeah. It's, I, can't, I can't get you no breaks. It's the it's truth. Never, it's, it's, it's never worth it. And a lot of times, when, you know, you do an entrepreneurial things, especially if it's labor involved, it's something that's very time consuming. People don't really understand. They just see the finished product and, you know, they think you just snap your fingers, especially with what I do with shooting and editing is done. It's, no, it's a lot of work that goes into making things look simple, making things look so that can require hours upon hours. Then they want you to make changes for free like it does not work like that if i'm working with you oftentimes i don't think people think you have to fully explain it. and if even if you explain things they don't necessarily know unless they see it and experience it and they think oh yeah he can just do this real quick i'm gonna have to figure out a workaround it for what you want that may take a few hours to research okay how do i go about doing this um it's sort of like the equivalent of like a mechanic that's trying to troubleshoot something that's wrong with your car Right. You're going to pay for that time for the mechanic figuring out what's wrong with your car heart. You're going to pay for an attorney um, that's going to do some research to figure out a solution for your case. You're going to get an invoice for those hours. It's no different. It's the truth. And, and you know, I, I think people, we all know what we know. and We don't know what we don't know. But I think sometimes people are overconfident about what they do know. And they make assumptions about the value of somebody else's time and work. And I think I'm coming out of this, this time. I've, I have valued my time for a long time. Right. But I think I'm coming out with a new appreciation. I'd rather do one or two really high value things every month. And that goes not just to, to work or anything like that, but also to the things that enrich me and how I want to spend my time. I'd rather do that than seven low value. Like, you know, so that's, that's really where, where I am. And, you know, I have a formula that I've, I've uh, used often when people ask to do something. And I think I've talked about it on the show. You got to ask yourself very specific questions. If if you're not getting, if you're not being enriched from it in, in like a, a tangible way, like with money, you have to ask yourself, is there something I can learn from this? Is there something that the person can give me a value in return? Because we barter a lot. Or uh, do I just want to sell one to this person? And if you can't answer yes to one of those questions, say no. Say no. It's the easiest formula. I've been using it forever now. And it helps me to come to a really quick decision and stop doing things I don't want to do. Just say no. And I, it's crazy. I've said no to a lot of stuff during the pandemic. I, I mean, I worked on different projects, for, but for a lot of people, 
like, no, I'm not, I'm not dealing with the unnecessary headache, right? Because if you live your life with any type of, in my mind, you have any ethic about yourself, any type of principles, once you give your word, like your word is your bond. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm doing, especially as an entrepreneur, your word is a part of your reputation and who you are. Um, especially doing things creative. So if you, um, you know, don't give full effort, you get on some garbage running the mill. The work is a representation of you. You're only good as the last thing you did. People don't understand like, oh, this person didn't pay me this time. Blah, blah, blah. I just did them a solid. They just see hey, this is raggedy. Who did this? Right. DeMarco. Oh, boy, he don't know what he's doing. So there's no way to, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a term without cussing. But, you know, y'all know half donkey. <laughs> have donkey it. Y'all know what I'm getting at. There's no, you can't, when you're being creative, you can't go halfway. It's either all the way you do or you don't. It's okay, the equivalent, it's like playing football. There's no way to play contact football at half speed. Mm-hmm. You're going to die. Like growing up when we, on the teams I was a part of, that was something that's always really, you do it. If you're, if we're playing this contact football, you got a helmet equipment on, you do it at full speed. Cause if you don't do it at full speed, somebody's going to knock your head off. Right. And it's, it's, it's the, it's the same thing when you're being creative and you're offering services. You're only good as the last thing you've done. If you don't do it with all effort, your reputation can be shy. You can have a blown up. What's the last few things you did? Because everybody's asking, what have you done recently? And if they see it, they're like, oh, this is <laughs> this is trash. I'm good. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I and this is why, like, we I think we came we've talked about this in extraordinary occurrences before, but we came into 2020 with like all these plans, like live events, this for the show, that for the show. And then we had to pivot when everything got shut down. So then we built out another plan with respect to to content. Like, oh, okay, this is a great time mm-hmm. to like log a bunch of content, expand the brand. But like, if you follow us if, if, at all, you know that we're not doing anything halfway. So all of that takes time and investment and money and, and this and that. And um, it's still it's still on the radar. But like, I, I, I feel like, and it's, it's coming and it's coming soon, even though we have a lot of work to do. Don't tell nobody. But, um, you know, boy, <laughs> I, I really like, it was really important for me to, to go slow, to go fast, meaning like to really take some time to fill my own cup and, you know, heal in a lot of ways, emotionally and mentally. And that process is still ongoing um, before we jump in full speed. And I, I really, one thing I don't have any issues or, or qualms about is even though we move in this fast paced society and like, particularly if you're in like a digital space and people are blowing up like constantly, I don't necessarily feel behind. Like, I feel like our time is our time. And as you always say, the content is evergreen. It's always going to be there. We still, you know, I check the numbers enough to know that we still have people who are going back starting from episode one. Um, and a lot of our listenership every week is spread across multiple episodes. It's not just the latest one. So I feel like what we do is meant to be longstanding. And it's not about like the the order of the day. Uh, and I'm looking forward to opportunities for like our personal temperaments and personalities to shine more because I don't think people like unless they really know us, know how crazy we both are, Um, you know, and and like to have a good time and crack and jokes and stuff. That doesn't always come through on the show. It comes through for you probably more than me. But um, so I'm looking forward to all of that. But but yeah, I have I have no regrets about how I've spent the last year, especially have no regrets about barely hanging on the last few months. You know, I'm not in a race with anybody, you know, our time 
is is our time or whatever. And I, I feel like our brand, we have certain specific goals, specific visions is going to happen uh, when it's supposed to happen. But I'm not, oh man, this person did it. And because the thing that I realized when you run around trying to jump on waves and chase things and get attention, a lot of times those things don't last. It's not how you build a brand and um, build the audience and build a community. You have to have a specific goal. You have to stay down, stay diligent about it. Mm-hmm. You do what you can handle. It's the equivalent of, um, in my mind, when I was like learning how to lift weights in middle school and, you know, go to the gym, you see these dudes lifting all these weights and, you know, you try, you know, you're trying to do as much as you can, but you're not necessarily doing it the right way because you're worried about how other people perceive it. These people some of them are naturally gifted. Some of these people have worked over years to build up the strength, right? And then you learn like, okay, I'm going to do what I can handle. And a lot of this, I'm going to do it the right way and I'm going to do what I can handle, right? So you may not be benching, you know, 300 pounds like the next guy. You might only can do 135 pounds, but you're doing it the right way. And over time, what you notice and what I've noticed in that in the parallel life, uh, when you lift like that, you get stronger, quicker, because you're doing what you can handle. You're doing it right. You're not jerking, straining, not doing things the wrong way. Stand down, disciplined, diligent, and you're going about things the right way. And you may not hit the, th- the be like the 225-pound guy that's benching that a hundred times or the guy that can visit it. But eventually over time, all that effort and the things that you put in compound and you'll eventually get there. And when you arrive, you'll arrive the right way. Right. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah, no, I, uh, I had, I've been having this conversation with people a lot. Like, and I think I've spent the majority of my life being like an all or nothing person. Like if if I can't give it 150% and, and cover off on all aspects of it, then I'm not keeping up with it. Like if I can't, to use your analogy, if I can't go all out in the gym right. and get my protein in and eat three clean meals a day, like I'm not good with just the small portions, you know, of eating the elephant in small right. bites, as they say. Um, and, and that I've been really forced to change that mentality this year because I just didn't I didn't have it in me. So it's like, all right, you know, this is a little bit that I can manage today and that's fine. You know, but to your point, it is you, you you're building consistent habits um, over time that are sustainable. That unless that's just how you're wired. And there is a small portion of the population who have that like wild, you know, focus and they just they are who they are. Um, unless you're wired like that, it's never sustainable. This is why, like, when people come to me and, you know, they're like, I want to get my finances together and I'm going to listen to Dave Ramsey. I've been doing this, Susie Orman. I'm like, all that is great. And all people that I listened to when I was trying to set my life up financially, but do not engage in extreme self deprivation because you're going to fall off the wagon at some point and be like, this is too hard. Screw it. And you're going to jump out on the window on some major financial thing because you're not giving yourself, um, small wins and small breaks. You're going to relapse. Right. It's literally just like that. It's, you're going to relapse. Or as they said in church backs, like all the people that came, that come out and get their life to the Lord and they super Christian, <laughs> a lot of them burn out because they live, their life is so strange. It's like, I only go to church. I only watch TV. Secular song come on the radio. I turn it off. <laughs> like, that's not normal. To go from one extreme to the next extreme, you're going to burn out. And when you burn out, you go back to the behavior mm-hmm. that you, you had before. You go back to what you naturally do. So yeah. say a gradual transition that you need to make and figure out what works for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm fully, fully resting in my baby steps in a lot of areas. And here's the thing. If you have a 26er personality, 
those baby steps are still better than what most people are doing anyway. So I just thought of like a great meme. Like remember Denzel in flight when he was sober <laughs> and then he messed around. That room was open and he found that one drink. Yes. And he left it and he came back and swiped it and they found them all bent over with all the empty bottles before the trial. That's really what it's like when you jump nose and you don't slow transition. You just try to crash it. All it takes is that one little airplane bottle of liquor and you were full back in the relapse. It's true. So, you know, I uh, and I mean, granted, if you're an addict, you can't dip and dab. But like (laughs) you got to go cold turkey. Um, But yeah, I think the best thing I did this this whole pandemic was buy a spin bike. Because I'm like, okay, if I don't make it to the gym, especially before the gym was open, I was just out here. I just doing whatever, which was nothing. Um, But once I got that spin bike, I knew like, all right, even if I only have 15 minutes, I can jump on real quick, do a few miles and get off and get on with my day just to say, okay, I got some, you know, some activity and some movement in in today. And I think that's just becoming more, um, it's it's becoming, it's health and wellness have, have always been important to me, but it's becoming more crucial in my life I think for a few reasons. One, because I'm closing out on a decade. Uh, I'm about to be 40 in a few months, which is crazy. But thinking about getting older and your body just doesn't cooperate in the way that it used to. You need a certain amount of sleep. You need a certain amount of fitness and all of that. So I think it's that. I think it's having lost people prematurely. So just trying to do what you can to take care of your body and pray and hope for the best. And then also just stress management. True. I think that's like one of the things, I mean, think about those two things too, but I think that's a part of the reason why I cook so much. Mm-hmm. Is you think about, you know, like from an old school standpoint of view, man, you eating out all the time. You're not controlling how these people are seasoning your food. You know, it's not health, It's not necessarily always healthy, the things they're just saying healthy. If you're cooking all your own meals, you're controlling what you're ingesting. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's therapeutic. Yeah, I um, I, I I miss I miss some other outlets like you know brunch and concerts and Broadway shows and all of that. Um, but just just finding ways to have downtime is really really important. Is is really important. So how are you feeling like emotionally? You know, I don't. I'm all right. Um, you know, in light of all the deaths, it's like I kind of got to a point, and I don't even know if it's healthy. I kind of just blocked it out of my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you try not to dwell on it. And I think um, since, especially since like January, everything that's kind of gone on, I think it's kind of just made me um, value the relationships that I do have even more. Mm -hmm. Right. And always communicate, you know, to people to value how I value and cherish our interactions and our relationships or whatever. But, you know, I think emotionally, I think I'm decent. Um, but I think the thing that's carried me through all of this is just, again, having the tribe, right? Having a tribe of people that's around to be able to talk whenever I need and having people to this day who've, who've done it since January just randomly call me and say, hey, man, you good over there? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's definitely been a part of it. Like the same thing, just a community of, of friends who are constantly checking, checking in and realizing that like this is not over for us. 
you know, and, and the, the grieving process is different because there there's a fallout from this, you know, and, and when you don't lose somebody to natural causes or, or illness, um, it's a different ballgame. So and, you know, we haven't gone talked about all the details on the show. We, we've hinted at it be- before, but like, yeah, there's there are things there's no real resolution and closure yet. So it definitely has been good to have people who check in and like, yeah, you guys need lunch today. Are you all right? right. You know, all these months later and being sensitive to that um, as well. So I'm 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 definitely appreciative for sure. I think emotionally I, I feel much more like stable than I did a few months ago. Like I don't feel as fragile, but also that's because I really control my environment, I control my triggers. I'm not letting anybody stress me out. Like it just, my work is stressful enough. No, anything that I feel like is going to push me towards the edge. Like, no, no, it's not happening. I just, while we, right before we started this, I texted one of my friends who we were talking back and forth and I said, boundaries are a form of self-care. And I'm all about them boundaries right now. Put them up, put them up, put them up. For real. So in, in addition to like cooking, you know, we've been talking about, um, just how creatively a lot of stuff is just on pause with television, you know, all of that shows are on, not all, but a lot of shows are, have uh, still suspended production or they have content, but they're just not releasing it yet. So what, what have you been like watching, listening to what you've been on? I think, well, I've been just like organically just finding stuff online. Like, you know, when you're creative, you don't want to, I haven't been listening to as many podcasts as I used to, because I don't want to, copy anybody's mm-hmm. points or whatever sort of like being an a artist but you do watch and it is it's just the exact same thing if you're, tr- you're trying to be creative but you do watch things for inspiration and so I've been like watching a lot of older movies from like my childhood things that I didn't see like reading lists about films and kind of watching it in the mirror and thinking about how I can incorporate certain techni- techniques into our work and what we're doing mm-hmm. or whatever and really looking at a lot of magazines, old pictures and stuff like that to figure out part of this rebrand, rebranding and trying to find inspiration for framing for what we want to do moving forward. And you bought that old camera. We're trying to figure out what we can do with it. Oh, yeah, that old school Super 8 camera. I'm actually anxious to use. <laughs> Hopefully it works all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I... I didn't I didn't watch a lot of TV before just from a time perspective. Mm-hmm. So then when everything shut down, I was like, oh, you know, now I can catch up on a lot of things. Yeah, that worked for like the first month, but then things were just on pause. So uh, I'm eager for billions to come back. Right. For sure. Um, but same thing. I think I've revisited and like rewatched some movies that I love and stuff like that. Um not reading nearly as much as I, I used to. I've been on my audiobooks. As you know, I just finished oh. Dapper Dan's book, which was amazing. And I want to, you know, let the record show that I recommended the book. Yes, you did. Or whatever. I did listen to an audiobook uh, uh, recently. I listened to the audiobook that they had uh, on uh, The Life of Nipsey Hussle. Oh, that was pretty good. But yeah, definitely haven't been reading as much as I should be. I started off strong. Uh, this this past year and fell off along the way, but those audiobooks really come in handy. Yeah, though I I can listen. It's the tracking. Now, granted, I read all day, so that's part of it. But always been a voracious reader. Um, but lately, I just if it's not an audiobook, I could barely get through. I have like I don't know how many tabs open on, on my phone of articles that I've wanted to read. Um, that I just haven't gotten to. But yeah, TV wise, this is us big This Is Us fan. So um, I'm all caught up there. I think that's the only thing 
and Black Monday because Black Monday is back. Mm-hmm. I like I really like Don Cheadle and Regina Hall and their dynamic on that show. Um, but same, I try not to listen to a ton of podcasts, which is hard because you want to support people who right. support you and there are other podcasters who support our show. But I just, you know, I don't want that unintentional copycat thing. So uh, I definitely don't listen to nearly as many podcasts as I used to. Um, but yeah, I'm like chilling. I, I just, uh, I, I will be glad when some shows come back to watch and movies that have been put on hold and, and shelved and all of that. And, you know, I'm a big documentary buff, so. Big, big documentary. Waiting for the next uh, big I don't even know what it might be, but the next big documentary to drop because I was all about that Tina documentary uh, that came out, which was, that was great. A pretty good documentary. Yeah, they got a doc. They have some documentaries on A and E on a bunch of wrestlers um, that have actually been pretty good, pretty interesting. You know, I was a huge wrestling fan as a child, but like I was telling you before, I, I'm, any form of documentary, I'm always for it. But I'm always interested to see how people have crafted these personas and these careers, especially public facing careers. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with it's not only it's not just your merit, but it's winning people over to get into push. So that type of thing. It's always fascinating to me. Yeah. So I think my you know, my focus for the rest of this year is really continuing to get physically healthy Um maintain my emotional and mental health and healing process there as well and decorate my house. I still need to do that uh, for the most part because construction, we won't even get into the cost of how the cost of wood tripled during uh, (laughs) lumber, tripled during during COVID. So um, still some work to to do there and really invest creatively in the show. I've got a ton of notes that I've just been jotting jotting down for our micro content. So that's still coming. Um, But I, I... I'm appreciative that we have done it on our pace um, as well. So I'm, I'm happy about that, even though it's nowhere near the schedule we thought it would be. And I've been enjoying like just looping back, checking in with guests and seeing what they're doing. But we have been recording new episodes as well. They're just not out there in the in the can for when we decide to release them. For sure. <laughs> Anything else? I'm done, man. Yeah, I've, I've, I've spoken my piece. I'm officially ready to start my vacation. Yes, I need sun. I need to be near water. Um, you know, we keep it all the way 100 on this show. Our mother is here in the house walking around upstairs making noise. So it might be time to wrap up the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Parents do not listen. You know that? They don't listen. They just do what they want to do. It doesn't matter. They had you. What you, what you <laughs> Mom is upstairs putting together a whole step show routine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it is what it is what we gonna do you can't do anything but just you know you gotta love them but anyway um yeah man i'm I'm glad we've uh we didn't we did not start 2020 with the intention of even being in the same space um and the world turned upside down and everything changed but given the way that life has unfolded in the last few months i've glad i'm glad that we've been able to support each other and kind of walk through this together for sure it would have been crazy to to do all this in an apartment alone right exactly um so listen to our to our listeners we we checked in it's hard to check in when like you actually talk to people all the time but that's a bit a glimpse into what have been has been going on with us I really hope what you take away from the this episode is the importance of self-care, the importance of boundaries, the importance of celebrating the baby steps for sure, celebrating progress no matter how small it is. And also, I really hope that 
you are taking this time to re-envision and reimagine what your life could look like as we return to some form of normalcy. It can be a new normal for you. You don't have to go back to the same way you were doing things before. You don't have to go back to a lack of boundaries. If you if it wasn't working for you before, make it something new. Make it something new in this new chapter. This is a perfect time to reset uh, and create the lives that that we want and to slow down a little bit. If that's if that's what you need, go ahead and slow down. So slow down. Yes, do that. What's that brand new? I think so. so. Um, In any event, listen, you know what to do. If you're enjoying the show, tell somebody like share, subscribe, Um, ease back out there. Take some time for you. And remember to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa and music was provided by Thovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26er. That's December 26ER. 